Hi guys, this is Joe from the Power Records podcast here in beautiful Toronto, Canada. Hope you're all doing fantastic. Hope that you're all staying safe and hope you are still collecting those vinyl records to sell them, to trade them, or to keep, whatever you want to do. This podcast is all about vinyl records, how to sell vinyl records, how to start your own online business. I give you tips on how you can continue to sell and make an income selling vinyl records. And vinyl records are hot, especially this time of year. Everybody wants to buy a vinyl vinyl record for their friend or their associate or their cousin or, you know, whoever. And uh, I'm getting a lot of requests for specialty records, rare records, records that are classics. And that's what I want to talk a little about today, about catalog numbers, reissues, all that stuff that you should know when you are listing vinyl records. Uh, a couple of things before I start. Uh, remember that I have a Facebook page at uh, Power Records 1. That's Power Records 1. And there you can see all our listings that we have on eBay, news events, and of course the podcasts. These podcasts, which I've been doing now for almost two years, are all listed on the Facebook page. So you want to grab a couple of them if you can, the ones that you've missed. Also, I want to remind everybody that I do have an ebook for sale on Kindle, but I'm offering it for you to you for free. If you want to just send, uh, want a copy of the of the ebook, it's at jlcaroe at simpatico.ca. That's my email. Just say, Joe, I want that book. I want to read it. It's called The New Antique. And it's all about vinyl records selling and collecting and stuff you should know. The basics. It's a 100-page book. Why pay 10 bucks on Kindle when I can send it to you for free? Just say that you are listening to the podcast and I'd love to send it to you for free. You never know what you might pick up that you didn't know. You know, I mean, every day I'm learning new things about vinyl records and selling and, and all that stuff. So um, it may not be a bad idea that you just ask me for a copy and I'll send it to you. How do I send it to you? Well, I'll send it to you by email, right? No more, you know, using the um, old postal system where I had you had to wait for the book. I could send it to you within minutes and you could start reading the book for your reading pleasure. So I just finished watching the third episode of Get Back. And as I told you in the last episode that, you know, I started watching it and, you know, George Harrison walked out of the studio. I don't want to tell you too much about it because I know you probably want to watch it yourself. But a couple of surprises in the um, in the documentary. And I think we all should owe, uh, owe, we all owe Yoko Ono an apology. We do. You know, there were so many things that she interfered with the Beatles. You know, so much nonsense that she interfered with the Beatles. You know, she was the fifth Beatle and blah, blah, blah. She should she she broke up the Beatles. What a load of nonsense. When you look at the documentary, you can't figure out how that was possible because she never sent, said a word. In those six hours that I watched the video, she just sat there and watched and listened. And so I don't know where all that was coming from, that Yoko Ono split up the Beatles and, you know, she was interfering. That's just not true. According to what I saw anyways, especially on the documentary, it didn't show any indication of that at all. 
What I also saw is, you know, I saw some spurts of lack of interest a lot of the Beatles didn't have. You could see they were at the end, at the very end of the whole thing. And, it, you know, there's little, <laughs> there's little bits of information that you gather from watching it that you see that they weren't really interested. George is already talking about going solo and, and, and getting his own stuff out there. You know, John really didn't have much of an interest at all. You know, he did come out and, and at the end and you know and really belt out the songs out on the rooftop but in between boy it was just fooling around in the studio i will admit there were some parts of the documentary that were kind of hard to watch because if you're not a beetle fan and uh, you know you're seeing uh, this type of documentary for the first time it's gonna be kind of hard for you to watch because it's a long drawn out where they're just sitting there joking around but if you're a Beatle fan, it's for you. So I would highly recommend that you do try to get it on Disney+. Plus. I guess it's offered there uh, wherever you can get it. Um, it's worth seeing. So guys, today I want to talk about records, again, vinyl records, and about reissues, catalog numbers, all that stuff that you should know. You know... Um, there are there's a lot of record uh, buyers out there, uh, record buyers that are very keen on getting the right catalog number that they order. So here's where I've made the mistake a few times where I shipped a record, the exact record, same song, same cover, everything the same, but the catalog number was incorrect. So there is value there, guys. And if you need to know more about this, uh, it's very easy to look up. So if somebody orders a record off of you and you've listed under this catalog number 24968 or whatever it may be, you know, and those numbers uh, are matching whatever the order says, you must send them that catalog number um, because there is there the, some of the records... Uh, have a higher value the older versions even though they're the exact same copy and it's really hard to tell unless you actually type in the catalog now where do you get this catalog number well you get it off the back of the lp usually you can get it on the label you can also type in the serial number on the label or the barcode whatever it may be so what you do is when you go to discogs and uh you are listing records or if you're sending a record to somebody and you know the catalog number you type it in and make sure it matches so you that you know the record that you're sending the person and discogs has an easy way of doing it if you look up uh the record on discogs and you try to type in the catalog number the right one will come up for you so there's a lot of reissues of let's say pink floyd dark side of the moon where it's a brand new copy and there's a 200 a 2011 version there's a 2017 version there's a 2021 version and uh, a lot of people are looking for the 2011 version because it's the older version and it's worth more money if you go around and send the incorrect version of the lp uh you might get some flack and you might get the uh album sent back to you it's very important that you go by this for instance beetle the beatles i find the beatles now that we're talking about get back and so the beatles are the most difficult type of catalog to keep up with there is the capital rainbow uh, label there is the purple label there is the orange label I'm, I'm talking their earlier classics they kept reissuing them and reissuing them so uh, it's very difficult to predict uh which one they bought unless you advertise the record with that 
you know that purple label or orange label then you send them that orange or purple label don't send them one that is a different uh catalog number or a different version because again some of them are very, some buyers are very picky about this and they said you sent me the purple version when i asked for the orange version or i asked the rainbow version and it's very important you get it right so if you're not sure you can contact your customer and say listen i just want to make sure of the version that you bought from me and you will find that when you are set what that you are listing and selling beetle records they are the part one of the most difficult ones to make sure you get right because there's so many versions that say of help and so many versions of yesterday and today and so many versions of revolver uh, like there, there's different copies of them so you have to make sure you get it right and you can get it from the back of the record if you're listing that you must list it with that catalog on there on your listing that number needs to match whatever you're sending out very very important guys and i see i see this on beetle records i see it on beach boy records i see it on pink floyd records led zeppelin records everybody's different some people don't mind getting a new version of the record but it's not as much not as high as value as an older version so this is the reason why you may get somebody coming back to you and saying uh-uh guy you sent me the wrong one and i'm sending it back to you so it's better to you get it right you best check with your uh your um buyer uh and send them an email and say this is what i have for you is it the right version and then you're all set and ready to go so guys, remember that it's very important. I do get myself into situations. I've learned my lesson well now, but it's something that you have to keep up on and keep uh, uh, keep on top of when you are selling records on the internet. Okay, guys. Again, that's my show for today. If you need any assistance, you want to know how to sell on Amazon, uh, on Walmart, or an eBay, or Shopify. I'm, I'm getting a store now set up on Shopify. This is going to be like my fifth store, and I'm setting that up this week. Uh, and during the holidays, I'll be doing so. So if you need any information on that and what I'm doing, reach out and email me at JLC. A-R-O-N-E at simpatico.ca. I'd be more than happy to give you information for free. Okay, guys, that's my show for today. Over and out, and we'll talk to you soon.